So Malachem Mishnah Yomi is continuing for Yud Gimel Tevit in chapter 16, the final parak of Yevamot. Mishnah Dolet, only today and tomorrow left, and then Ketuvot. So we've been on the subject of the technical requirements for testifying that someone has passed away to allow his wife to remarry. Or in some situations, of course, to allow for the possibility of Yibum or the requirement of Chalitza. So Mishnah Dolet, Nafal Lamayim. If they testify that he fell into the water, whether that's water that has an end, meaning you can, it's like a lake and there's shores all the way around. So technically you could, you know, patrol the shores and try to find him. Or there's no real end to it, meaning it's something like the ocean, even the Mediterranean Ocean. If somebody falls in, there's no way of knowing where they're going to come up. Ishto Asura, his wife is still not able to marry somebody else until we know for a fact this man has passed away. Lamai say he fell into the water. It's possible he stayed underwater for a long time. It's possible he's able to swim and survive somehow and then emerge from the water a long time after the witnesses left the scene. Amarabi Mayor, Rabbi Mayor uh, illustrates this point. Ma say there was a true event. Be'echad Shanafal Gadol, he fell into a very large pit of water. And he was basically submerged and invisible, somehow maybe floating a little bit. Maybe his nose was above the water only. He was like that for three days. He came out of the pit of water after three days, long after everyone assumed he had died. Amirabiyosi adds a story in the opposite direction. There was an event of a blind man, he went down to do Tevila, to go into the mikveh in a cave, a cave full of water. V'yarid Moshe Acharav, and when he didn't come up right away, his his Moshech, his uh, the the man who helps him because he was blind, went in after him looking for him. V'shachu Gadesh Tetzi Nosham, and the the witnesses were waiting and watching, and they waited there long enough that both of these men had certainly, God forbid, passed away. Hesiu Nishotayim, and they allowed both of their wives to remarry because there's basically no way they could have survived. So according to Rabbi Yossi, if the witnesses can see every possible exit from this body of water, as was the case in this cave, and they're certain that these men have not come up for air, then they could testify to allow their widows to remarry. The Shuv say there was another event, in a place called Asya, they were lowering him into the sea. So he was tied to a rope, but maybe they were lowering him down to fetch pearls or something. And then when they came to pull him out of the water, back onto the boat, Lo ele roglo. They only pulled up a leg, not the rest of the gentleman. Apparently, he had been diving for pearls in shark-infested waters. Amru chacham. So, what did the sages say in such a case? They said, "Mina arkuva lamala tinase." If the wounds, basically the separation between the man's body and his leg, they only got the leg. Remember, if that was above the knee then we're sure that he's dead because an injury, like if the shark bit him off above the knee, we're sure he's not going to make it. So then his widow could get remarried. Minarkuvala mata, but if the injury was below the knee, you know, they only got the ankle and the foot, lo tinase, she can't get remarried because we're concerned, okay, he had an injury, he had a shark bite or something, God forbid, but that injury wasn't bad enough to kill him, so he could have swam away trying to escape the shark and come up somewhere else where we did not witness him escaping from the ocean.
The Mishnah Hay discusses some of the leniencies, the allowances to allow a woman to get remarried, as we said in chapter 10 and chapter 15, so she's not stuck as an aguna. Afilu shoma minanashim, even if you heard from the women, omrot, and they're chatting, they're gossiping, they say, metish ploni, dayo. It's enough if you hear the women gossiping that such a man is dead, even though they're not coming to court to testify, but they're talking about it, so we can assume it's true. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Yehuda adds, Afilu shoma minetinokot, even if you heard young children, Omrim, and they're talking amongst themselves, they're saying, Hare onu holchim, hey, now we're going, lispod velikbor ish ploni et ish ploni. We're going to eulogize and bury this certain man. And they say his name so we can come to court and testify on behalf of the widow that she can remarry based on overhearing these children having this discussion. The mission explains this works because whether the person is intending to testify to the death, or he's not intending to testify to the death, they're just mentioning that the death or the burial, the eulogy took place. That's good enough. Rabbi Yehud ben Bava, Omer Rabbi Yehud ben Bava adds a, a chiluk, a limitation to this rule. He says, Be Yisrael, Afo Pishu Mitkaven. If the person you're getting the information from is Jewish, even though he's coming to court or coming to you specifically with testimony that this man has died, you can believe him. Ovegoi, but with a non-Jewish person, a non-Jewish source of information, Imhaya Mitkaven, if he's intending that you rely on his testimony to allow this widow... We do not count this testimony as real testimony. The reason is perhaps somebody might hire this non-Jewish person to fabricate this information. However, the inference here is even according to Yehuda ben Bava, if you overhear them talking, if even if you overhear non-Jewish people talking, oh, that Jew so-and-so from, from that town, a certain town, he just passed away and we just buried him, that would be good enough, is what's implied. It's something that we call in halacha maslat. Maslat is an acronym, Messiah lifi tumo. People are talking, just they're simply talking as a conversation. They're not coming in front of you or in front of the courts to give you actionable halachic testimony that just you overhear them talking. That is reliable enough. Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, Tova, we finish Yevamot, and then on to Kituvot, marriage contracts. Zaygezunt.